You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Braves baseball here at the winter meetings with Mark Bowman, our MLB.com Braves reporter. And as we sit here on Tuesday morning, uh, it was one year ago exactly that the trade that really got the Braves going happened, sending Shelby Miller away and obviously getting Dansby Swanson and others from the Diamondbacks. But you look back on that now and maybe it looks even better than it did a year ago. Yeah, it's hard to believe that that that's possible. But at the same time, that was... Obviously, I think this is probably my 16th winter meetings I've covered, and it's probably one of the most memorable moments. And let's go back even a week before that, and everything that I was writing, I was saying, look, they, the Braves can't afford to trade Shelby Miller because they're not going to get the kind of return that they need. And obviously, we kind of know what happened. You know, John Copalella, the Braves uh, general manager, is so persistent, and he continued to ask and ask. And he, and stick with the the Diamondbacks. Even the night before, that Monday night, I passed one of their executives. I asked, you know, where's things standing? Because I think we're out. But the next day, Copalella had uh, lunch with Dave Stewart, and, and and obviously the deal was completed. And like you said, there's a chance that this deal actually may even look better right now, even though Aaron Blair struggled. Because Ender Enciarte, what he did this year to come and provide, proved to be a gold glove center fielder, uh, reliable leadoff hitter that, that's a great intangible and then obviously um to see what swanson did in the six weeks that he was up um at the big league level he gave he provided the club confidence to go into this off season knowing that he's going to be ready and also giving them you know a little bit better sense of maybe what they're going to have uh in this guy over the next six years because he handled himself so professionally uh once he got to the big league level and you could tell that he was not going to be an on. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to get to play in a ballpark now that's about 10 minutes from where he grew up. Yeah. You fast forward to this year, and obviously this team already has been busy during this offseason. R.A. Dickey, Bartolo Colon, they go from an incredibly young rotation to a really old rotation, but some veteran leadership there. Uh, And then we heard lots of rumors here early on heading into the winter meetings that maybe they were going to get involved in one of these aces, Chris Archer, Chris Sale, at this point, it sounds like probably not. But like you said, Coppola never stops trying. So, I mean, can we rule that out at this point, or is there always a chance? It is not wise to ever rule anything yeah. out with Coppola. So, let's. But at the same time, here here's the way I, I think. When the general manager, let's go back to the general managers' meetings uh, a month ago, where they knew they wanted Bartolo Colon and R. A. Dickey, and basically those they signed those guys days after that they, they, they were targeted in October. They knew those were the two guys they wanted. The question was, do, would they add another pitcher? Now, at that point in time, they started asking about Sale, Archer, and Gray. And obviously, Sale was the top target in their mind. And they've been asking about him for four years. And basically, what has happened is they got to this year. And even at, even in July, they asked about him at that point in time. Come back to this, and the White Sox say, we need Swanson. The Braves say, well, you know, no. And you know they're saying they don't. White Sox make it clear that they don't want any deal uh, that does not include Swanson. So the Braves have basically moved on. But at the same time, they're, they're I'm sure that Copy has uh, sent a few texts back and forth with Han or Rick Han and or some of his people. At the with Archer, I came here saying he was the one of of those three guys that there was a possibility. Uh, at the same time, I still think the Rays are asking more than what the. Braves are comfortable to give up. 
my thinking or my expectation is they, they leave here without a pitcher. They went and got Jaime Garcia last week. Um, they obviously, they, they've already have a rotation uh, set up to where, you know, it looks like Matt Whistler or Aaron Blair are going to be, um, you know, it, starting the season at Triple A. So um, I, I think, you, look, I don't, injuries are going to happen. And, you know, there's going to be some guys that may struggle or, or maybe get flipped at some point. But I, I don't think they can afford to go through a whole season, especially if Whistler and Blair prove that they're ready to keep them at the at the way level because right. then all of a sudden you head into the 2018 right back where you would have been in 2017, which would have been more of a transition year. So, you know, to answer your question, is there still a chance for one of those pitchers to be acquired? Yes, I don't expect it. And at the same time, I think that the, the important thing is to, to not lose focus of what they have coming, and including Whistler and Blair, because it's time to evaluate them because all of a sudden in a year, maybe a, next year at this time, you're saying – we need to get Newcomb up there. We need to get Patrick Weigel up there. Uh, Max Freed. You know, some of this next wave's coming. And, and so it's time to decide who's going to fit there already and, and who, who you're going to move on into the future without. It seems unlikely that Dickey and Cologne spend the entire year with the Braves. Is that fair to say? I mean, you sign those guys, and they're guys that you would think come July, there's going to be value there. There's going to be teams in contention. I mean, hopefully the Braves uh, wow us all and, and get into contention in 2017. I don't think that's really the timeline or the, or the plan, but teams are going to want a Bartolo Cologne come July, maybe more so than Dickey. Um, and maybe you, you bring in more. How much of the thought process of signing those guys was the flip possibility? You know, I, I don't know if it was definitely the flip possibility that you had with, like with Bud Norris and Yulis uh, Shasin last year. Um, I, I think the, these are two guys that they look at that, hey, let, let's see how far we can go. Yeah. I think with Jaime Garcia, you better be ready to flip him as possible as quick as possible because look at his injury history. Yeah. Look at how he finished last season. And even if you want to say, hey, look, well, yeah, I made 30 starts last year. Look at those last seven starts. There, there's an endurance problem there. And the Braves keep saying, hey, look, he's in a contract year and all this kind of stuff. That's fine. Mike Hampton had some contract years too. Sometimes your body just doesn't allow you to, <laughs> to go. So, you know, I, I think that they need to look at keep an eye on him. I mean, you know, whether that's a late May, late June, if, if he's off the hot start – problem is if you're trying to flip a 12 million dollar contract that's a lot harder than flipping the Shasin and the, the Bud Norris contract yeah. so or you know especially for a, a that kind of length of time so he's a guy that, that's certainly uh, a candidate for that uh R.A. Dickey I, I you know you knuckleballer if, if he's effective uh and, and has a positive impact in the clubhouse that he his option for the following year is affordable I'm not saying he's definitely um you know, going to be there next year as well. But at the same time, I, I see him more of the three guys. He'd be the, he'd be the one they, they'd bring back for the, next, the second year. When you look at other moves they've made uh, this offseason, Jacob Lingren to me is a fascinating move. Here's a guy that was, uh, I think, a second-round pick, but a guy that everybody thought would be quick to the majors, and he was exactly that with the New York Yankees. Um, less than a year after he was drafted, I think he was in the big leagues as a bullpen arm. Uh, he has the problem with the arm. The Yankees, I guess to a degree, didn't want to pay to, to rehab him here, and they non-tender him. The Braves swoop in. So 2017 is going to be a lost season for him. The Braves will basically have him on the payroll, and, and he'll be getting ready. But here's a guy who, in the future, when the Braves are maybe ready, could be back. It's a risk, but it but it's not a super high risk. And, and he's a guy that's shown that 
when healthy, he can pitch at the major league level, and he's still super young. I think this made perfect sense for the Braves. You know, obviously, you know, it cost them a 40-man roster spot for yeah. a few months till he goes on the 60-day in, in spring training. Uh, they're paying him basically a 600,000 base, gave him a little bit of a signing bonus. Get get this big arm in your system. Uh, you, you hope that the, the, the uh, huge upside proves, uh, you know, quite beneficial for many years to come. You know, I, I hate to say that this was definitely a mistake on the Yankees' part, but at the same time, you have to question their decision. Um, they 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 have the medicals. They also know that he, you know, missed the last half of 2015 while after having a bone spur removed. Um, you know, they dealt with him uh, struggling with his command last year when he went to spring training. Looks like he's going to start the year maybe in New York's bullpen. He's one of the first cuts in spring training. They sent him to uh, high A. Struggles with his command there. This is not a slam dunk, but this is a lottery ticket the Braves, you know, wanted to buy. And they, they, they've done so this so frequently. They, they did it with uh, Jesse Biddle last year. Uh, to an extent, Max Freed, you know, it would, you know, he would have never been involved, uh, available in a trade had he not been coming off Tommy John surgery. So this has been the Braves' M.O. Um, you keep compiling, you know, high, once highly regarded prospects um, that are made available available only because they're injured at that point in time and you hope to uh, reap the benefits you know once they uh, get healthy one more talk to cover with you julio tehran is going to pitch in the world baseball classic for columbia a big announcement on monday here at the winter meetings of all the players and i think 24 former all-stars are going to be in the world baseball classic it gets bigger and bigger every time it comes around as baseball tries to kind of continue to spread internationally um Obviously exciting for Tehran. How concerned are the Braves to have Tehran pitching in the World Baseball You know, I, I think that you, you're always going to have a little bit of concern about, you know, your pitchers, uh, and any pitcher that, that's going to pitch in this event. Um, you know, not only, you know, do they push themselves too uh, quickly during the off season, um, th- is there a lingering effect late in the season? Um, you know, at the same time, you don't want to take this – opportunity away from a guy especially a guy like Tehran who, who is is you know one of the is certainly a, a star there in Colombia yeah. and, and um, you know I, I think I have not heard anything from the Braves you know but at the same time I think that the, the WBC uh, has done a good job of setting up the, the innings limits and that kind of stuff the pitch counts that kind of stuff where um, you, you hope that that week or two that he's away from the team that He's taken care of, and, and I think they've done a good job with the coaching staffs and that kind of stuff, just the communication of what this guy needs to get done. And the other thing is this. Julio Teron's been around a little while. He knows how to prepare for a season. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Braves Winter Meetings Edition. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every Every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.